Welcome to the Arcane Holiday Games Cast, episode seven. Yeah, episode seven, where we talk about the infinite amount of games that there are to play. And let me say, um, I love Star Wars. Okay, <clears throat> and do I love all things Star Wars? I want to say yes. I want to say that in every piece of Star Wars content, there's something that I love about it. And in, in some pieces of Star Wars content, there's some things that I really don't love about it. But generally, if you throw something Star Wars at me, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to you know, look at it. it. Sometimes I might be set off a little bit. Like, people that know me the closest know that. <laughs> For instance, well, let's just get this out of the bag here. The, the most recent film of the sequel series, The Rise of Skywalker, there's some pretty problematic issues with, with, with that movie. Last Jedi had some problematic issues, too. The Force Awakens had some problematic issues. But for me, I was... Most excited about The Force Awakens. And for me, what what Force Awakens did for me was it gave me a Star Wars adventure, even though it was, you know, scene for scene, A New Hope in so many ways. Star Wars adventure that was modern and exciting. And uh, it was just a great base. But, you know, this is not about this is not a podcast about movies. So we're not going to go into that too much. But, you know, I like Star Wars. I, I didn't read a lot of Star Wars books. I've, read, I've, wrote, uh, I've, I've read some. Um, I have droids from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> uh, from Disney World, Walt Disney World. I lived in uh, Winter Park, Florida, Orlando, Florida for a while. So um, going to Disney was not something that was that difficult to do. So me being a Star Wars fan, if I can go visit Star Wars land, I pretty much have to do it. Also have a lightsaber from there. I suggest you do both things. If you're a Star Wars fan, they're both great experiences, even though they're busy and it's probably different now with COVID, but, uh, just such neat little souvenirs and experiences you can get from there. I would really love to go to the cantina. Um, there at some point and experience that, but in the new rise of what is it? The rise of, uh, the resistance, maybe I think is what's called the, uh, the newest theme ride there. It's kind of a ride along experience. It's, uh, insane to get into. You have to actually be at the park first thing in the morning, sign up for a, like hit your phone, click on the phone as fast as possible. It'll be kind of like in a lottery. And, uh, most people say it's worth it. You know, of course, I'll see how they're not going to say it's worth it, but, 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 you know, it's, it's a, um, Star Wars is great. So <laughs> this week we're going to talk about Star Wars Battlefront. No, not the Star Wars Battlefront from way back when we're going to talk about the one from 2015. And uh, we can talk about this with, we need to talk about it in a couple different ways. One, this is obviously a game that came out post Disney acquisition um, 
from George Lucas. This also came out. This is an EA slash dice game. If you don't know anything about those companies, uh, then EA is regarded as EA has a weird reputation. <laughs> so we'll say nicely uh, when it comes to games. Battlefront Two, if you're not aware, was a big old stink, um, which we will talk about at some point. But uh, when we talk about Star Wars Battlefront Two, um, <clears throat> Star Wars Battlefront One came out fine, I think, from from a grand scheme of things. And uh, Dice is known for their Frostbite engine. Dice is owned by EA. Um, I cannot remember the country Dice is based out of, but they have made some very very impressive games in the past. One of my favorites being Battlefield Bad Company 2. Battlefield Bad Company 2 is still regarded as one of my favorite multiplayer shooters. It had the perfect balance of destruction and large-scale battle and weapon choices, class choices, vehicle to play. It was, it was really great. Um, so DICE has always been able to make a, a nice shooter, a nice-looking game, at scale, meaning like you can get in vehicles. There can be a lot of people on the map fighting over territory and things, but it's also going to look good and it's going to run pretty good. So when Battlefront came out, naturally I'm excited. Um, Force Awakens was coming out around that time, if I remember correctly. And, you know, I was into that. Uh, and Star Wars Battlefront, I, you know, I don't remember having much of a single player mode, if, if any. Maybe it had a few missions, trying to remember. That's been five years ago. There was a co-op mode. Um, but you're basically there to play uh, the multiplayer mode. You can play in first person. You can play in third person. They took that from kind of from the old Battlefront games. Uh, the graphics were, were great. Uh, the guns, the sound. DICE is notorious for making incredible sound in their video games. Um, which, you know, when you think of video games, you don't think about sound a lot, but the sound of the guns, the sound of the environment, of like what you're shooting and what you're exploding and what you're, where you're stepping and inside of a building, outside of a building. It's always, they've always done a great job at that. But, you know, this game, um, you know, so you, basically what happens is if you're not aware of Battlefront games or how this works is, or Battlefield games is, Typically, you have some game modes where you load in on one side of one team. In this case, you're going to be a rebel or you're going to be the empire and you're going to have a class. So, you know, somebody might be a medic. Someone might have an extra turret like a support or a captain. You might be a heavy gun guy where you have a, a, a weapon that's like a mini gun or there are mini guns in Star Wars. But you know what I mean? Like a, a large repeater or, or putting out a lot of damage, a lot of DPS very quickly. And then I think you have uh, an assault class, so like grenade launchers, and uh, and then obviously there's always going to be a sniper class of some kind. So, you know, this game kind of puts you on each side. I think there was a little bit of, you know, choose kind of what your character looks like, but not any kind of character creation. Uh, I think you might have, on the Empire side, I think you always had a helmet on, if I'm not mistaken. You know, the Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2 kind of bleed together in my memory, but... Um, and then you're, as you're playing the match, as you're playing the game, what you do is, is if you do well, if you're conquering points on the map, if you're taking out enemies on the map very well, then when it's time to respawn after you die, you can use your points to get a a better soldier 
or a vehicle or something. So what do I mean by that? Like you could spawn in a speeder bike under the map. You could spawn in uh, a trooper with a jetpack. I mean, you could traverse the map a little bit more. They might have a little bit of better of a gun. Uh, you might could do in like an eight, an ad ad walker. Not an ad ad walker. <laughs> ATST. ATST walker. Like the little, you remember the one that Chewie stole in Return of the Jedi? The, the two leg guys. ATST. You might could do something like that. Um, I forget what the Rebels have. I think they had like a like a speeder with a gun on it. The Rebels never have stuff as cool, let's be honest. Um, or as iconic looking. Uh, their ships are good. X-Wings, A-Wings. Anyway, that doesn't matter. What matters is um, you could also, a big part of Battlefront is you could spawn in as a hero. Which, as far as video games go, is a pretty great feeling. Heroes being, even though they're also villains, like if you're on the Empire, you're a hero that you spawn in. Like you could be Darth Vader, you could be the Emperor, you could be Kylo Ren. If you're on the good side, you could be like Luke Skywalker, Han Solo. You could be um, Princess Leia. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, Rey, obviously. You could be on the bad side. You could be Boba Fett. And, you know, these games, too, you know, of an older style game where it's a multiplayer game and they come out with DLC packs, things you can buy to get extra stuff. I think eventually, you know, they added like Nia Nub or something you could play as a Gerudo, which is great. Sure. Why not? Um, but in Battlefront 2, you know, they did, they leaned it a little bit more into the prequels from my memory where they, you know, you have Anakin, you have uh, Obi-Wan, things like that. So, uh, in Star Wars, though, you, I think you leveled up your gun basically. So, like, you start out, you might have, uh, you might have a, a a certain type of of a blaster that you could use. And I think on both sides they had the same weapons. And that's something you know. I wish you could. I kind of wish there were like maybe more, uh, more guns in the game. But it's Star Wars, so you can't. They're not going to just make up new guns. There's only so many blasters in Star Wars that people know and you could use in a game like this. Whereas you think about Battlefield, they use guns from. I mean, from the 60s, from now, from every country, like real-life guns, right? But um, you would unlock different guns based on the class you're playing, based on the guns you're using, and you could kind of tweak them a little bit, put different attachments on them, change kind of the way it shoots. And you're not here for the amazing gunplay. Not that it's bad. You're here for Star Wars. Let's just get that clear. If you don't like Star Wars... I don't, I don't think you're going to like a Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, but Star Wars Battlefront 2 that much. It's just a really good representation of like being in that world and using these weapons and being in that, that scenario. Now, something that... Well, let's talk about this. So, so there was... I believe there was a mode... I mean, w- when you're in the game, you have those vehicles. You can also spawn in, if I didn't say this, you could also spawn in as like X-Wings and TIE Fighters, but you're... You're, you're always fighting an atmosphere. I mean, like you're in an X-Wing or a TIE fighter and you're just kind of up there fighting other real life players. You could swoop down and like kind of shoot, you know, little enemy soldiers on the ground. You could do that, but it always felt a little off because in the old school days in battlefront two, it's, it was actually like you flew 
a ship and then you could land and then get out and on foot. And it was just a little, like the game was a little bigger in that way. Like it was a little bit more flexible in that way. So it's cool that you have it. And I think they did, I know Battlefront 2, they had like a, a, a fighter pilot mode only where you have people pinned against each other. You know, you have your die fighters, you have your X-Wings and you're, you're fighting over different objectives and you're dog fighting. And if you do well there, you can be the Millennium Falcon or you can be Slave One or you can be, you know, Luke Skywalker and his X-Wing, you know, with R2. And they say things and you, you heal yourself or you have these special abilities, right? You know, there's like something special about it that makes you want to get it that's useful from a combat perspective. Um, but that mode was few and far between in the first game, but you could fly around, you know, as others, but it, to me, it was kind of the weakest part of the game. It was cool that you could, but in the old days of battlefield games, something I miss is you used to actually physically, I say physically, we're talking about video games, but your character had to run to a jet or a helicopter, get in it and take off and then go do something with it. For whatever reason, you know, in the past however many years, six, seven years, I think Battlefield 3 may have started this. They started where if you get into a jet or a helicopter or something, like you just start in it. I don't know why they made that change. It feels so much cooler and better to go run in it, take off, and then go. Even if you just crash immediately. There was something to the size and the and the scope and the feeling of getting in these vehicles when they're just parked and like hopping in. And maybe they did it because people complained. I never get into a helicopter because, you know, and then you know, I don't have enough points or, or whatever. It wasn't a point system. That was just like whoever went to the helicopter, you get in the helicopter and you, you go to town. And I never felt like there was a problem like getting into those vehicles or doing that. So I don't know why they changed it to just spawning in the air, not taking off. I think that's lame. Bring back taking off and do it in Star Wars. Let me run into a hangar, get into an X-Wing and take off. Whatever. If you're going to make more Star Wars Battlefront games, they may not. They have squadrons now. Which again, we'll talk about at some point. You'll hear me say that a lot. Um, but anyway, there there is something though I want to talk about in this game. The, let's go ahead and talk about this, what this game is worth. This game obviously released at $60. Um, it was a different time for Star Wars. It was a different time for video games. You know, things change quickly. Um, this game was not worth $60. This game was worth $40, in my opinion. At the time, I probably paid $60 for it. If you bought it now, it's a $5 game tops with all the DLC. Because there's a second one that I believe is better, even though it had its problems, and the community had problems with it, I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a better game. So... You know, is Battlefront worth playing? I don't even know if people still play it. But, you know, it it's there. It's it's essentially like Battlefront 2. I think the maps are better and more memorable. Like, you play Hoth. I mean, I don't even think Hoth is in the second one. Um, I remember the maps and, and some of the modes being a little bit better. And let, let's talk about that. So my favorite thing about this game and something that I was really disappointed about did not make way, its way to the second game was a game mode called uh, Walker Assault. I think it was Walker Assault. So what it was is you have a map and it's kind of in quadrants, like four different modes. And you start off and you're defending as the rebels against the walkers, the AT-AT or AT-AT walkers. 
and there's two of them. And they are marching along the map slowly. And as they march, different parts of the map unlock. There are they, they close down. And it's up to you, the rebels, to disable them. And as the Empire, you can get inside of them. You can, you know, shoot out of them. I mean, you have to protect them as best you can. Because they're going for the shield generators, like they do in the movies. So there's four or five stages of these maps. And there's a few different maps that have this. But that mode was always fluid and it I think that maybe they got rid of it because there were some balancing problems like as the community kind of figured out the best way to take out the ATAT walkers when the game first started like rebels never won <laughs> they didn't really know how to do it it's like really hard to take out you might take out one you gotta take out both then eventually people kind of got wise to how to take out the ATAT walkers and the game wasn't really balanced from there. From my memory, I think they were just kind of focused on, well, in two years, we got to have Battlefront 2, so let's just roll with it. And when Battlefront 2 came out, uh, they didn't have that mode. And I think they just had a conquest mode. I don't know if they even had a rush mode. Rush meaning is a mode that DICE and Battlefield started where you have attackers and defenders, and there's two points, and when those attackers and defenders take over a point, the map then opens and the zone changes so you're now defending a new area and people are attacking on a new area it's all the same map but there are different spots in the map and it slowly moves over this vast area so this is what this this walker mode was this walker assault and i think if it's perfected it's it's a great game mode especially for star wars especially with like kind of the fun, rich environments you can have with Star Wars and kind of that classic battle or that feel that you can have with it. Um, but they went with a different direction in the second game. You know, I'm not going to fault them for that. I mean, there's only so much you can do with Star Wars when it comes to a multiplayer game like this. I don't think they have any plans for Battlefront 3. I think that's probably obvious with their move to make Jedi Fallen Order, which is a well-made game. It's a pretty good game. And then uh, Star Wars Squadrons. So would there ever be a Battlefront 3 or, or anything like that? Will we ever see Star Wars The Old Republic games? It's hard to know what EA is going to do. Um, EA does not have a great track record of putting out games and supporting them and uh, games that are multiplayer, putting them out, supporting them, and, and treating them well as time goes on. I feel like Ubisoft does a better job. Um you know, Epic obviously does a good job with Fortnite. I mean, other games, other developers and games do better. They have Apex Legends. I think it does fine. I think that's an EA game. Battle Royale, though, so it's a little different. But but anyway, I think I love the, the Walker mode in that game a whole lot. And uh, it, it was just, it was a good game. It wasn't a $60 game, but it was a good game. When you compare it to the older games, it's almost impossible to do because you're comparing it to a different Star Wars. Quite literally, a different Star Wars. Star Wars has been bought by Disney. It's a little bit more Disney-fied. It's a little bit more bottom dollar. And back in the day when Lucas was running it, games were a little... They breathed a little more. You know, love or hate Star Wars Galaxies, that game had a very rich community and had such a, a vision. And I, I liked it um, as a Star Wars fan. It, it did not run well, but I really liked it. Because it was, um, 
it had the feel. And those old Battlefront games had the feel. Back in the day with Star Wars, and this is my Star Wars soapbox, and we'll just end with this. And I think that if you're a Star Wars fan, you'll agree with me. Star Wars used to be uh, an IP, intellectual property, a world, a fantasy-based thing. It was always making money and selling toys and stuff, but there was a sense about it that had an imagination where it could be grand and kind of anything could happen and it could be large and open. And even though it had some bumps here and there, it was vast. It was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It was vast. And I think the books from my understanding of that and the extended universe were were vast and rich. And the games were were big and had to get scope. And yeah, they didn't run it. They weren't as polished. That you could do so much with like the old Battlefront 2. You know, there was such a, 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 a wealth of maps and, and fighting and uh, ships. And it just kind of captured something a little bit grander. Star Wars of today has simplified. It has shrunk down its vastness, its imagination. I used to think of Star Wars and imagine all of the great things you could do with it. And I think that you still can do great things with Star Wars. But I think that the formula for selling Star Wars when Disney bought it lost that grandness and it became how can we hit the dollar how can we hit the right cast of characters how you we need to be diverse we need to be good for all peoples we we need to be which there's nothing wrong with that it's just you can't lose sight of what it's all about the richness of the galaxy the tragic hero the the, the growth and, you know, tragic hero story of Darth Vader. Sure. I mean, but when you move on from that, you can make new characters, but give them something really new. Don't give them the same world that you had Luke and Leia in. Give them their own world. It's literally the galaxy. It can be on some of the old planets. You can throw back here and there, but the empire doesn't have to be dudes wearing all white. <laughs> Stormtrooper helmets. It doesn't have to be that. It it doesn't have to be classic. It can go in a different direction. You, there's so much Star Wars stuff and skin. Like you know, if you're in the world of Star Wars, but I think it's okay to be creative. I think the the I think the fans would like that. This has become a Star Wars episode. <laughs> so big. I apologize. Um, can you guys tell that I'm a Star Wars shill or, or whatever? You, what is, what's a shill? A simp? Maybe I'm a simp. I don't know what the words are these days. I don't know what any of that means. I just know that I'm an Agbar on the streets, but in the abnub in the sheets. I shouldn't say that stuff <laughs> on podcasts. That doesn't matter. This is, none of this matters. Star Wars is going to be what's going to be. Um, you love Star Wars or you don't. And hopefully it gets more creative. I mean, obviously the Mandalorian was good. 
these Battlefront games have kind of sunsetted, I think. Again, they're probably going to go from scratch, just like they are with the movies. They're going to kind of scratch that. Things like The Mandalorian are great as far as opening up the world a little bit. Even though they're on, like, you know, some of the same kind of planets, it's and it's a smaller story, it's vast. There's so much imagination that goes with what the Mandalorian does. And I'm saying that before season two comes out, this, it could suck. I'm sorry if it does, whatever. But I hope that we, we get some of that magic back as, as Star Wars goes ahead. And, and Star Wars Battlefront was not a game that I regret playing at all. And Battlefront two either. Um, but, uh, that's kind of my two cents. This has been, uh, this has been a good time. And I hope as always, you have a fantastic week.